to the special Sick of Me podcast series with Whitney Gaps. I'm your host, Angie Elkins. I'd like to invite you into my conversation with Whitney, where we are on a spiritual journey from transparency to transformation. Hey, everybody. I'm Angie Elkins of the Chatology Podcast. And I'm Whitney Caps. We're so glad that you're here with us. The very first episode of the Sick of Me Podcast. This is so fun. We've been waiting <laughs> and dreaming, and it's here. And so because this is the first one, let me just say real quick, if you haven't read the book, no big deal. I'd love for you to read the book, but it's okay if you haven't read it already, because what we're going to be talking about today and for the next several episodes is going to be content that didn't make it into the book or ways that we're talking about what we heard and learned in the book and how we really want to internalize that. So if you haven't read it already, you can get it now and read along with us as you go, but you won't feel out of the loop if you haven't read it yet. Yeah. You know, one of the things we're going to talk about today is just how sometimes we get so good at doing. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of you listening are are moms. I'm a mom. Me too. We do a lot, yes. and we've gotten really good at it. And we're so good at doing, but we're not so great at being. Mm. Now, Whitney, you know I'm an eight on the Enneagram. Right. You're a three. We're both aggressive numbers. Yes. We like to get stuff done. That's exactly right. Right? So why is it important for us to stop and be in the moment or mm. be with the Lord, abide with Him, be in the Scripture? Tell mm. me about that. Well, one, I just realized um, as I was working on this book that I'm not real good at being. I can miss the moments because I'm in pursuit of kind of that next thing or this ideal or even trying to use all the practical tools that are in my my tool belt that I've heard as a good church girl, all the things that we do that make us look more like Jesus. Mm. And I realized that somehow, even though I was doing all the things, I wasn't changing to look more like Jesus. And it made me wonder if doing all the things is not the same thing as being with Jesus. Mm. And that was a really hard question for me to answer. One, because of um, I can be kind of a to-do list girl. I can machine yeah. gun through the things that are in front of me. But I wasn't just being present with the Lord. Um, and letting the truth that I was encountering, the truth that I was in, that I was hearing, the things that I was learning, I was collecting them rather than being changed or transformed by them, mm. and that was really. Um, it was a painful awareness mm. for me that I knew a lot, but I wasn't doing a lot with the stuff that I knew. And let me be clear: I'm not saying that I do that. Transformation is the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But what I was doing was stacking up doing Mm. with no time in between to just sit Mm. and be with the Lord and let the Holy Spirit really let that truth seep into my heart. Mm. Um, And then the other part of that, which we do talk about in the book some, is that sometimes when the doing, we can use it to distract us from really hard places that we're Mm. at, maybe kind of prickly circumstances where the Lord isn't moving or He's not speaking or He's not doing the thing that I've been praying for Him to do, so I'll just get busy doing other good Christian girl things. And sometimes the Lord wants us to feel the pain and experience Mm. the tension of those disappointments so that He can reframe those, so that He can minister to us. And I was avoiding those by doing other good, we talked about this, kind of gospel-adjacent things, but not really gospel-saturated yeah, things. Yeah, so like, tell me, when you say you were busy doing all the things, tell me what you were doing. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I, listen, I'm the girl who will volunteer for something in church because... <laughs> um, 
if, if I'm honest, and we talked about this some in the book, I asked the question, why do we do the things that we do? And mm. I had to sit with this question a long time because my first answer was not the, it was the right answer. It's what sounded good. It was the good church girl answer, but it wasn't the real answer. And mm. I kind of had to peel back some layers on that and realize that at my core, I was doing things and saying yes to things and going through the motions because it looked good to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so what I mean when I say I was doing all the things, I was showing up in Bible study and I was, you know... um, retweeting or reposting or sharing all the same images. And I was collecting the workbooks and I was taking notes in church and um, I was praying before I fell asleep or whatever the case might be. But it wasn't really changing me. Mm. And here's what I mean by that. So if you're wondering if this is you, I I realized that I was setting the same spiritual goals over and over and over again. Mm. And I wasn't making traction for those goals. If I looked back, and this isn't just a January 1st kind of thing. If I looked back over the last month or the last six months or the last year, I would have to say that I wasn't dramatically different than I was a Mm. month ago Mm -hmm. or six months ago or a year ago. And here's the thing. It wasn't because I hadn't been in God's Word it's because I was just checking it off. Hmm. It was just something that I could say, yep, did that. Yep, did that. Yeah. Yep, okay. I did all those things that good church girls do. Yeah. And it just wasn't changing me. And I was so bombed. If I'm honest, I was mm. so bombed. And I was so, this is why the title of the book, I was so over me. I was just <laughs> over, I was over everything that I was doing that wasn't really impacting me. Yeah. And you just get in that place where you really are sick to death of it. Yeah. You just... You know, as I hear you talk about this, I I keep thinking about when I teach piano students, I teach some beginning piano students, and I can always tell those students who come to the lesson without practicing. Yes. You can always tell because they pay their tuition every month, they show up to their lesson. Right. But if they're not doing the hard work every single day, they are not growing Mm -hmm. into what could someday be a concert pianist. That's exactly right. So they find themselves frustrated at every lesson that they are not making progress. Mm -hmm. It sounds so much like the Christian life, doesn't it? It does. And it's here's the thing is this is what we're talking about are not necessarily novel ideas. But it's owning the fact that we have been going through the motions at best or pretending at worst. Mm. And I think we do exactly what you're talking about. We show up on Sundays pretending to be a professional Christian, but we've put in amateur effort. And that really stinks. I mean, like, even to say that out loud, like, I can feel that in the pit of my stomach because I know that that has been me. Mm. I know how to look professional on the outside. Mm. But the effort that I'm giving Jesus on the inside, it's amateur. You know, Mm -hmm. it's farm team. And I'm kind of the athlete that thinks I'm better than I am, that Mm -hmm. I should have a bigger spotlight, a bigger platform. I should have, and don't hear me say, I think um, spotlight is where it's at, but we we confuse where we are really Mm -hmm. with where we think we are Mm -hmm. spiritually, you know? And Mm -hmm. so for me, a big part of this book was just making myself be honest about where I am spiritually. Honestly, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like we don't have a realistic view of what's really going on. Yeah. We we keep playing the part, you know, we Mm -hmm. keep looking the part, dressing for the part Mm -hmm. without really stopping and saying, oh, I haven't cracked my Bible this week. Even, you know, in a real deep way. That's exactly right. Um, 
That's exactly That's not right. okay. It is not okay. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the, and this, we talk about this some, but I think the church culture has set us up, again, nobody sets out to do this. Nobody means to make church or Christian living all about us. Okay, so it's not malicious. We didn't mean to do this. But sometimes the church can equip us so well mm-hmm. that we are learning new things but we are not we aren't good at the things we learned before. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we have lots of new skills, but we have not perfected or implemented any of the skills that we already had. Mm-hmm. So I can learn new tactics, new strategies. I can have a new system for something that I, I wasn't already reading my Bible. <laughs> so a new Bible study on how to study God's word, it's just layering more tools that I'm never really putting into mm. practice. And it was just, I have to say, if if you haven't read the book, um, one, I'd encourage you to do it, and I'd ask you to hang with us. But if you have read the book, let me just say, there was this temptation as I was writing it. The first part of the book, and if you felt this way, Angie, you can say it because I felt <laughs> this way. It feels kind of tedious because it is making us answer really hard questions mm-hmm. about ourselves. It's making us look at areas of our life where we know how to do things without ever looking at, are these things really working? And when I say working, I mean, do they make us fundamentally more like Jesus? Mm. And so there was this temptation for me to want to rescue us from the hard work of asking hard questions, but I didn't want this book to be simply something else that gave us more tools that we were never going to use. And so that's really looking at sanctification is... Do I honestly look more like Jesus? Mm. Are my motives more selfless? Is my heart more attuned to the gospel? Am I more broken over sin, or am I just busy so that I don't have to look at it? Mm. What do those things look like in my life? Because those are really indicative of whether or not I'm more like Jesus. Not how many committees on um, how many committees I'm on at church, yeah. or how tired I feel, or how many Sunday school groups that I teach, yes. or how many women's Bible studies I lead. You tell me a great story that you found yourself doing something fun, kind of oh my funny, gosh. Oh, in, yes. in women's Bible study. Go ahead, tell us. Yeah, this is y'all. This is so embarrassing, but this is legit. This was something that. I had to look at, again, not through a, a lens of accomplishment, but through a lens of gospel transformation. So I am the girl who, like, I love office supplies, and I can so be a collector of workbooks and Bible studies. Yeah. Like, a new one comes out, and I want it. I have to have my hands on it. It's my favorite thing. So when I was in high school, I collected all of Kay Arthur's, Lord, is it warfare? Lord, are you there? <laughs> and then, of course, when Beth came out with all of hers, I collected all of those. Um, so I, I, I collect um, Bible study information. It's one of my favorite things. But I realized that um, last year I was doing a particular Bible study, and more often than not, I was doing all five days on the day before I had to go, or even the few hours before I had Mm -hmm. to show up at Bible study. Mm -hmm. And this is part of kind of the the performer, people pleaser in me. I didn't want my workbook to be blank. So I would just cram in all that information, and I would knock it out in like one, like two-hour time span. Okay, now here's the, this is terrible. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. Y'all, please don't click off the podcast because this is the wretchedness of my soul. But because I was in such a hurry and I just wanted to fill in the blanks, I would skip the scripture references Mm -hmm. and just try and answer the questions. Like, oh, well, I know that. I think I've read that passage before. Well, I kind of know what Paul's talking about there. And I realized that's the picture 
of doing the right things for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. That's the picture of trying to be transparent. And I would even show up and be like, y'all, I just had to do all my questions in one day. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, but I got it done. And I'm going to try and do better next week. So I would admit it, but I wasn't changing my life Mm -hmm. because I was sorrowful over the fact that I had not given God's Word the time that it deserved in Mm -hmm. my life. And um, I wasn't letting His Word really transform me because I wasn't sitting with it. These were things that as a good church girl, I thought I knew that. Yeah, Forgetting that the Word is living and active, and whether I've read it one time or a thousand times, it will change us if we sit with it. Mm -hmm. But I was just rushing past it because I had to be a Bible study. And we already know what it says, right? Yeah, I so so know what it says. And I have somewhere I have to be. And there are people who are expecting me to be there, and I need to impress them, and I don't want to show up without all my answers. Right. Now, I've straight up shown up without the answers, too. too. So, I mean, I've I've done that. But even on what I would kind of classify as my best days, I was finishing it, but I wasn't doing the work. I loved when you said I was doing the right thing for the wrong reason, Mm -hmm. because people are thinking, wait, I shouldn't do that. Here's what we're saying. It's great if you get your Bible study homework done. It's great. It's fine if you don't. There are times we cannot. You just need grace. That's right. Yes. But is it the better thing? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the better thing that will lead you into life transformation Mm -hmm. is to sit with that work and sit with the Scripture Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Um, So no condemnation here. That's exactly right. We want to say that that that's the beauty of walking with Jesus is there is grace for those times or those seasons when we just couldn't get it all done. Mm. But let me just be honest and say, that's not the reality of my life. Right. The season of life that I'm in right now, there's no excuse for mm. that anymore. Moms of littles who don't get to go to the bathroom by yourselves, yes. If your child <laughs> happens to take a two-hour nap and you can get all five days done, you take advantage of that time <laughs> and you do it. But that's not the phase of life I'm in anymore. Mm. So for where I am... What I really need, and we're going to talk about this later, so just park this for a little bit further down the road, but I need somebody to look at me and say, Whitney, Mm -hmm. you're at a stage of life where that's just not okay, and Jesus deserves more than that. And that I have to say, honestly, that's where I am. All Mm -hmm. my kids are in school. I have free time during the day. I spend a lot of time on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I can shop online. I can look at Pinterest and dream up keto recipes that I'd like to do, but likely never will. So for me to say that I don't have time... Mm -hmm. That's simply not true. That's a mm-hmm. lie that I tell myself. Yeah. It's a it's a priority issue. It is. It really is. And and all of us are guilty of it. I've done the exact same thing that you described, done all the homework on on one day and skipped the scripture verses at times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I and I can remember the day I discovered that. Yeah. I, oh, I know the answer to this question without reading that. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. I know, so and that's sh- what we're trying to get at is there is a process mm. that we have become so attuned to that we are we're missing it. Mm. We're missing what God actually intends to do through the and these workbooks, these books, these they are gifts. Mm. What right. a gift, what a privilege to live in a day and in an age and particularly in a country where most of us have access not just to things that we could go to Lifeway and purchase, but that we can get online for free. Mm. But we just are going through the motions. And how sad for us 
to miss the gift of being alive and having access to God's Word in our hand, on our phone, on our laptop, Mm -hmm. anytime we want it. You know, it's really true. When we take advantage of the opportunity to meditate on God's Word Mm. or, or just read the Scripture and really focus and think about it, just to let our minds dwell there for a little while, that is when the true change happens. That's right. That's when it comes. And so for us to be so lofty, Mm-hmm. to think that we don't even need to read it so that we can get to the point mm-hmm. of the question. That's right. I mean, it really is just kind of a self-elevation. You're so right. It really is. And and that's we need to be sick of that. Sick of that and sick of me. And I wonder, I'd love for us to talk about this, but I wonder if we have forgotten that we are not responsible for our own transformation. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I complete all of the workbook and even if I can fill in all of the blanks, that does not transform me. Mm. I am not responsible for making myself more like Christ. And that's one of the things that we're trying to kind of um, unpack in the book is that sanctification is a work that God does in us. And it is also a way that we partner with Him Mm. and what He's doing. But I think most of us in current Christian culture have more emphasis on what I do in obedience. What's my part? Totally. And we have missed that there is a work that God wants to do. And our obedience isn't where we hustle and run ahead. It's where we sit and respond. So there's a lady listening right now, and she's exhausted. So true. She's doing all the things. And she's hearing right now, I'm doing all the things, and I don't have to be doing all the things. (laughs) What would you say to her? Right. Let me just say, we can do the right things for the wrong reason, and the Holy Spirit in His indescribable grace uses it in our life because the Word of God never returns void. It does matter. So what you're doing matters. The question is, are you sick of feeling the way that you feel? Mm. Because here's what I think, and I, I let me just say, this book was written real time where I was working this process legitimately. So I don't have years of experience to back this up. But I will say that my life and the things that I'm doing don't look dramatically different. And if it's possible, I'm more tired today than I was when I was sick of me. But it's that I don't care. Because (laughs) Jesus has infused a power and a promise and a hope in me that I can see Him changing me, Mm -hmm. that the exhaustion is freeing in a way. So I'm not advocating that women don't do anything, that we need to carve out time. If you're not doing it for the right reasons, you need to abandon it. I'm not saying that. Mm. I'm asking if you're tired of doing all of those things and they don't bring you joy or hope or encouragement or peace, or you're running on empty. Because mm. I think being exhausted is different than being run down. Mm. I'm still so tired yeah. <laughs> from all the things that Jesus is calling me to do. Mm. But now I can say that if I died tomorrow, I could stand in front of Him and say, I gave you everything mm. I had, mm. but I was never empty. Mm. I was never empty because now sitting with Jesus or even saying yes to something that in my flesh I'd like to say no to, it fuels me in a way that has genuinely transformed me. Mm. So I just want to say, I I think church girls should be tired. I really do. I don't think we're the women who pull away for me time. But I think He fuels us in a way that makes the exhaustion worth it. 
You know what this sounds like to me? It sounds like freedom. Yeah. It sounds like freedom. And I'm I'm hoping that if the ladies listening have not picked up a copy of the book yet, they will. And they will be able to just embrace what you're offering here to say, look, you can be free of doing all of these things for the wrong reason. You can turn it into a true passion. You can find it. So thank you, Whitney, for joining me. It's been fun. This was so fun. I loved it. Let's do it again. Okay. We'll do another one next week. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining Whitney and I today. Please remember to check out all the links in the show notes where you'll find places to purchase Whitney's book, Sick of Me, as well as the accompanying Bible study called We Over Me. Remember to follow Whitney and me on social media. We would love to connect with you on Facebook and Instagram. You can find links in the show notes as to where to find us. Now, as you listen to this episode, I bet you thought of a friend or two who might like to hear this message. Would you text this episode link to that friend right now? This is the best way to get a great conversation started. Thank you again for listening. As you head into the rest of your day, we pray you will be inspired to pursue not just honesty in your relationships, but holiness. That's where actual change happens and when we become more like Jesus. Jesus.